are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us for The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon, so happy to be part of The Mom Show because just like everyone out there listening, I get information that I should be using in my daily <laughs> life and it all comes to me via, via my eardrums and our panel of rotating experts that's come through. So <laughs> joining us today from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com, we have Cassandra Brazier. Hello, Cassandra. Good morning. I am so happy when you come in because it seems like you just uh, are able to just intuitively know what questions I was Googling throughout the week. And then you're like, here, Shannon, here's an outline of what we should talk about. It just comes to you. Huh? It does. It does. And I think that that's just a testament to how good you and your mom, Carla Zevnik-Sizer, are good at just knowing what your clients and potential clients and partners really should be focusing on and what probably is just going on for us on a day-to-day basis out in the wild Mm -hmm. that is really just getting in our way for becoming more financially, we'll say secure, but just feeling more at peace with our financial decisions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that uh, there's only so much you can Google Mm -hmm. and, and I think that can lead you down lots of rabbit holes. Right. So, and that can lead to more wine and that can lead to (laughs) a lot of other things. So I think it is helpful. It's helpful to have someone that you can ask. I know I have, you know, I I have people in different areas of, you know, topics and things that you've got to have people to go to when you have questions about things. Right. And we encourage people to be part of the mom show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We're going to give some great information on some key steps to you reaching retirement in a very uh, empowering way. We also Mm -hmm. want to remind people that this is great information. We do encourage you to go ahead and find your own financial advisor, even though this might sound like information that directly impacts your life. But we encourage Mm -hmm. you to go out there, ask those questions yourself and remind people the security and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Very good. Mm -hmm. So when you are deciding that we're going to talk about these uh, key steps to retirement, Mm -hmm. um, it seems like one of those things that if I was looking on BuzzFeed, well, not BuzzFeed because they skew a little too. They, they skew a little too fluffy sometimes for this. But if I was looking online, this would be one mm-hmm. of those things that I would see the seven keys to retirement, and I'd mm-hmm. go, "I'll read it later." So, <laughs> and, and that's probably part of the issue is that these things, some of them are the sooner you start them, mm-hmm. the better, right? Mm-hmm. It is, and I think that it's it's really important. And one of the things we're going to get into here a, a little bit further down the line of these seven areas is uh, some th- some very personal things that my husband and I have been going through with our family. And we're going to share, too, why having some things in place financially helped us in a time of crisis um, and, and just a really difficult time. So I think that no matter where you are in your life towards retirement, um, the sooner you can get certain things in place and be on at least moving in that direction and getting towards some of those financial goals, the better off you can be, especially if certain unexpected things happen. I mean, we have no way of knowing when. Right. I mean, they're called unforeseen things for a reason. Right. right? So I think the more prepared people can be just in general, 
Um, and there are certain areas that that we know to be beneficial to hedge against, right? right? Certain risks and things that we know we can hedge against. So if you can, the, the more prepared you can be, that's why we want to help people with wherever they are at in their path or their journey towards retirement. Or even if they are retired, there's also unforeseen things that can come up that can really really derail people even once they're retired right Um, because at that point you know you don't you don't get a redo right you can't just (laughs) say well i'll just push out retirement and keep working a little longer there are less options that you have once you're retired to be able to smooth out that ride um you know and continue on the on the the track you were trying to to ride and i think that that's part of why it is so great to start talking about these things early is that you know when things pop up in the middle of the night we don't make our best decisions even if you're one Mm -hmm. of those people that that's how your circadian rhythm works is that you're up in the middle of the night (laughs) it's usually one of those things that you go i'm thinking about this at 3 Mm a.m but i really should be sleeping or being at peace and so these process this process can help people just kind of go okay you don't have to worry about this now when you can't really do much about it. We're going to do this in a proactive manner, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you know what? Then you feel better. You can sleep at night. You're, you just have that peace of mind right. uh, about you at all times. So even if you really just, this will free, even if you're not going to go back to sleep at 3 a.m., at least now you can just play your video games. You can just candy crush it and do <laughs> something that at least gives you something, some sort of joy in the middle right. of the night. Instead the things of going, that take up your mental space are not those, uh, those worries and that anxiety and things that revolve around your financial picture. Right. So what are one of the first things? And I know that this ties back to what you overall do at Clear step financial what is one of the first things that you guys like to talk about when we're going through those key steps so we we work with seven steps mm-hmm. and it's very broad and uh, very detailed when we sit down with people and and we go through this but one of the first things we look at is just we we just do an overview of of ways to increase cash flow because uh, sometimes it's making more sometimes it's spending less but we we look at those ways then we look at managing debt you know, it's really key to do what you can to get out of debt, especially when we work with retirement planning. I like to see uh, people pretty much debt-free as much as possible going into retirement. Uh, but sometimes we have to restructure debt or, or work on that plan. Short-term savings. There's places that people have the ability to potentially make a little bit more than those CDs that are paying right now in the bank of about two and a half percent. So there, we look for ways to still still keep it short-term savings, but possibly increase the performance there. Insurance planning, this is a big one because it's so important to, and I know we're going to talk about this in just a little bit here, but just to have uh, either life insurance, even outside of work, and have the ability, maybe children with life insurance, and long-term care, just to have that protection is, again, another way to sleep at night, to feel comfortable. It's a gift of love. Life insurance is a gift of love. So we evaluate and look at all the different ways that we can help people in that area. Long-term savings, this is key. Saving toward uh, retirement, saving toward what your financial goals are. Looking at taxes as well and diversifying uh, taxes, not just having everything tax deferred, like with pensions and IRAs and 401ks and 403bs and deferred comps, but also looking at tax advantaged 
which is not taxed, or most of it's not taxed. Okay. So it's diversifying. It could be a Roth IRA. Some people don't qualify for Roth, so we work with other programs that have the ability where you're not paying those taxes because tax diversification is, is going to be critical when we look, look at ways to achieve financial goals. Uh, then retirement planning, that's income planning. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're, you're, all these years you're building and you're saving and you're looking at all these different ways you can save. Now it's turning that on and turning the income on. And a lot of people I've, you know, we, we could have many, many talks on just this, but there's all different ways that, uh, you generate income during retirement and looking at your investments and, uh, deciding and figuring out how to go about doing that for retirement. It's, but, it's such an interesting time for people because, uh, I mean, some of the companies that we work with, they've even put together seminars specially for people who aren't retired yet, but they're called like practicing retirement. Okay. Because it's such a big transition for people. It is a transition. In so many, right. in so many ways. And so I not, mean, transitions are difficult for us at, you know, at every milestone that right, we have. Right. But that one has got to be one of the largest ones, like right up there when you do your, you know, when your family immediately changes. Mm-hmm. This is impacts not only you, it impacts your family. It's like, you know, you start looking at your mortality, whatever. Absolutely. Everything must happen just in a giant avalanche mm-hmm. of emotions and changes for you at right. that time. There's right. a lot that goes into it. And uh, and I mean, I've, I haven't gotten there yet, so I haven't personally experienced some of those emotions, but I've been able to hold the hand of a lot of people through that process. But the other thing I'll say is it's uh, there's interesting perspectives Perspectives out there also in articles that I've read about people um, having almost some people having the mindset of once I get to retirement and postponing too many things and then sometimes negating certain other aspects of their life in the hopes that once they get to retirement, some of those things will they'll, they'll figure it out then. Okay. Or maybe they've let certain relationships kind of go. And so I, what I would say too on that is whatever part, you know, journey you're on towards retirement we always encourage people too. you have to enjoy yourself along the way. You have to have those wonderful moments in life along the way. You don't want to push everything off till retirement. Right. You also part of your planning needs to be those those times when you can go on those trips and make those purchases that you want along the way. But there's also an aspect of planning for those things. So it's good to have those things along the way that you're enjoying. It's also good to be able to plan for them. Right. And I think that that's one of the overall um, reminders that we usually give when the two of you are in is that this is not going to always be making these decisions from a sense of loss. Like, I can't, I won't, I shouldn't. Or restriction. Right, right. right. There are ways that it's like, no, you can, and it actually is helping you get to some of these things in a more enjoyable way. So that you can go, yeah, I went on this vacation, but I don't feel like I ruined, you know, my kid's education because of it. Right. We're going to be so strapped when we get back that we can't enjoy it while we're gone. And life is meant to be enjoyed. Right, right. And so I know we have one other step that we're going to talk about. You guys always bring up estate planning, which is another one one of those things that mm-hmm. people get preemptively sad about. I will. I like to remind people from experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've gone through the process. It yeah. actually is kind of, and I hate to say this because people think I'm just being crazy. It's actually kind of cool to sit down with a professional that just asks you all the questions right. and you know mm-hmm. that you don't have to think about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me to be able to go, because I have two younger sisters where I'm going, look, I already figured all this stuff out. Here's where the papers, if you need them, here's what happens. (laughs) You guys don't have to get, you know, to take all that pressure off of your family. 
Absolutely. It was very, very cool, I yes. thought. Yes, I mean, it helps you to feel, pe- again, peace of mind, feeling secure, being able to sleep at night, feeling confident that you have it taken care of. Right. Just feeling like you have a plan, yes. right? right? I mean, if you're someone who you'd like to know, what's the plan? Right. Yes. I mean, that's how I am. What's exactly. The, what are we doing tomorrow? What's the plan this weekend? What you know? Mm-hmm. What are, what's coming up? What should I plan for? What right. should I prepare for? If you're someone like that, or if you're not, if people around you are like that, um, it's nice to have that in place. Well, ladies, we're going to go to our first break. So when we get back, what are we going to cover, please? Well, let's talk a little bit more about retirement. There's Mm -hmm. a couple other pieces that we'd like to talk about that. And then we're going to get into some of those unexpected ways to plan. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with our good friends from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com, Carla Zebnik Sicer and also Cassandra Brazier. Thank you again for joining us, ladies. Yes. Giving people yes. peace of mind, helping you sleep through the evening so that you can sit there and not wake up in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when I retire? So we are doing <laughs> that. We also encourage people to start, um, in, you know, if you had any questions that you're like, I would do. I would I would feel so much better if I at least had a couple of minutes to talk about something. Today is a good time for you to call. And the number again yes. is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And we always encourage people, if they don't call you today, they can always contact you. Mm-hmm. And you set up that initial consultation. You right. talk them through the whole thing. And again, it's not scary. Like we mm-hmm. think that it's going to be, oh right. my gosh, they're going to tell me that I've done everything wrong. Then right. that's not the case, <laughs> right? Right, ladies? right. We really want to help people. We're here to help people, we're, we're called to to be here to to be able to just see how we can help. Mm-hmm. And I think More it's a you, resource. Mm-hmm. And you both have that background. I mean, Carla, from being right. a former educator, yes. you know, and like that very nurturing, I'm going to help us through this whole process. Yes. And Cassandra being, a, you know, a former like psychology major and going, mm-hmm. I really am very yes. interested in how your brain works and right. how mm-hmm. I can help it work right. more efficiently. Mm-hmm. That's a great foundation to right. start this kind of company. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, if you've started to save, you know, let's talk a little bit about retirement here again. If you've started to save, great. Some people, you know, the, the most successful people in retirement are the people that stay disciplined and stay on the course. Mm-hmm. Just continue to save. It's not necessarily the people that are always looking at their accounts, that are always monitoring, that are always making changes. It's the people that consistently know they've got to put a certain amount away mm-hmm. and they continue to do that through the years. And those are the ones that and they, they don't touch it. They don't right. touch it. They don't buy a boat or take it out of their 401k. <laughs> but you right. could buy a boat. You, you just plan for that, right? <laughs> right. You plan you for plan. it. Right. I you really plan. don't think a boat should be an impulse buy. It's not like when you're at the store <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I need gum. I didn't know I needed gum, but clearly I need <laughs> right. gum. Right. And it's perfectly fine to buy a boat. And like Cassandra said, just plan for it. Have money set aside for that, but not necessarily to pull it out of the retirement account and take a loan out of that. That's, um, you know, that could be a detriment. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about those key strategies to uh, financial, it's like when you're talking about those key strategies, where do you usually tell people to start with again? So what are the, you know, I know we usually go through seven. So let's like highlight real right. those. Okay. I, you know, some of the keys are just gets, well, so, and a lot of people have gotten started, right? Yeah. But we want to do a couple of things. We want to make sure if you qualify for a Roth, do what you can to maximize those Roth contributions every year, no matter how old you are. If you get started in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, I know people in their 70s, they're still working. Do what you can to maximize those Roth IRAs because okay. that's all tax-free money and uh, you never have to pay taxes on that. Okay. So that really is one of the keys. Then 
And if you don't qualify for a Roth, there are still ways you can get money into a Roth. Right. It's now, a little more complicated. And how it depends would I on not qualify, Cassandra. Income wise. Okay. So um, it depends on if you're single or married, filing jointly, or, you know, but they have income limits. Yes. Um, and so for single, what is it? I think it's a little over 100,000. <coughs> um, for married, filing jointly, it's under 200. So it's on that upper end there. And okay. it depends on your adjusted right. gross number. So right. depending on that, um, and then we look at that but again if you are over those limits you there are still are ways to get money into roths okay and uh, and again it, it depending on your specific situation it could be more or less complicated but there right. are still ways to do it right 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 you could do it through your 401k you could do it outside your 401k um and like cassandra said not not today to explain that but we we could help people with that but then there's also other investment strategies mm-hmm. that also are tax advantaged okay. where you may not have to pay federal tax taxes. And some of those are even designed to be able to tap into. I know there's more and more people that I, that we work with here that want to retire before 59 and a half or want to be able to have the ability to do that. Maybe right. they work part time, but they want monies to be able to pull out before then and generate an income right. stream. So those are some great, Ideas mm-hmm. and strategies and that more and more you, people. I love you dropping those uh, golden nuggets of this could yes. be you. Mm-hmm. Because right. especially I think as my talkers, we are so accustomed to hearing all these things about celebrities. Right. And so I think it's always good to remind people I'm like, all these celebrities, there's a reason why they have a team that mm-hmm. helps them do all right. these things. Mm-hmm. So why Ideas. not go, I yes. need to be like them. Right. That's what you're like. You know, mm-hmm. instead of going, I need to be like them because, you know, I'm going to end up on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette one day and I need to find love. It's like, how about you get that, <laughs> like them financially <laughs> and get a team of people to solve all of these things for you and right. tell you and advise you appropriately. Right. And right. that's a good point. And the one thing I'll say, too, about retirement, not the one thing. I'm sure there will be other things. <laughs> it would be a short show, right? Mm-hmm. But. I would say that there's fewer and fewer people that it's 65. You know, that used to be the norm. Mm -hmm. And I think more often than not now, it's either 70. And I mean that as far as, and we've talked about this before, but as far as when people are going to start drawing, really start drawing from their accounts. But maybe around, like I have a number of clients where around 60, they want to leave their job and they're going to work somewhere else that they, it's maybe part-time or, you know, portion of a time and then they're just going to enjoy and they're just not going to tap into their accounts yet. Right. So, so people are doing all sorts of different things. So it could be early, it could be 70, you know, there's all sorts of different ways to plan. And that's why I think if you can sit down and work with someone and look at some of these different options, maybe whatever your pie in the sky ideas are, maybe they're really not that pie in the sky. Maybe there are ways to get to that and just making a few changes or tweaking a few things or how you position things could make a big difference. Right. And that's one of the keys why when we sit down with people, we want to help them to set themselves up for their future so that they have those options. So that they have maybe a pot of money where they could tap into it for those maybe unexpected, maybe mm-hmm. partly where you want to go part-time. Uh, maybe you want to fund, maybe you have grandchildren and children down the road that you want to help help out, maybe a nonprofit you want to help out with as well. So we we what we do is we look for ways to help people to set them up for uh, the ability to have options in the future 
that they can make those choices. Mm -hmm. Because when you're looking at, you know, even when I'm looking at our notes from today, there's kind of this alphabet soup of different options that are out there. (laughs) So how do you help us navigate which one of those things are the best choice for us? Is it usually based upon primarily how much money I have at the time or is it based upon my age? That's a great question, question. And it's, it's all of it. Okay. It's based partly on your age, but sometimes again, like Carla was saying, sometimes people want to retire sooner. So it's really also based on your time frame. Okay. Maybe more so than your age. It's based right. on your time frame because someone who could be 20 and say, I want to retire at 40. Right. right? So. Right. It's more your time frame, certainly your age, certainly your emotional tie to money and how you respond to money and Uh, what your relationship with your investments maybe has been in the past. Some people get very, very anxious and uneasy when they see the money fluctuating, especially down, right? Right. Most of us are okay with it going up, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it's those downturns. So there's all those different things that come into play. And then, of course, what your situation looks like right now. And then we're very good at looking at where you're trying to get to, and then also what are some potential things that we see that could hinder you getting there, and maybe how can we hedge against some of those, or what do we think are the best strategies based on your situation and, and your you know your feelings, your emotions right. with money. So right. it all comes into play, um, right. and, and that's, that's what makes it fun, too, for mm-hmm. us, is it's really getting to know that person and like, understanding them, and then putting the puzzle pieces together. That's what it is. It's like putting the puzzle pieces. I was telling a lady the other day, I said, there's something missing here. There's something missing. And then that opens up a conversation with additional details that I needed to see the total picture before we can make recommendations. Mm-hmm. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to go to our second break. So when we come back, is it okay if we dive into that ways you can plan for the Let's unexpected? All right. Yes. Also willing to take your calls. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier, uh, Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnick Pfeiffer from Clear Step Financial here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. You can get all the information about our experts that are in today if you go to Clear Step Financial's website. You can also go to MomsTalkMoney.com. In studio today, Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zebnick-Cypher. Thank you very much for joining us again. And so now we are going to de- deep dive into how you can help plan for the unexpected. And it's always one of those things where... You get those, you hit those, those things in your life and how can you make them be, we'll call them speed bumps, not brick walls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Cause you know, it's mm-hmm. like, how can we get past some of these things? Right. Even though at the moment they probably seem like we're never going to get past this or mm-hmm. we can't do it. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for bringing up this subject matter this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, there are definitely certain things that if you are in, I mean, based on your position at the time, can really impact maybe how easily you can go through uh, an event, at least from a financial standpoint. Right. right? Because how many of us have ever experienced any kind of stress financially with, uh, you know, either being able to cover the expenses, the bills, any debts, you know, things like that, or maybe... There was a, a you know an unexpected loss and someone yes. passed away. So there are all these different things that can happen that can really create a lot of financial stress in someone's life. Right, and it's not fun having financial stress. Right, <laughs> no, right. right, right. So some people, you know, it's interesting too because uh, people on the call or on the radio here, uh, I'm I know some people experienced it in childhood. Right? Yes. Or some people experienced it in, you know, when you were a child as a young adult, you might have experienced it. So there's different times in your life when you may have experienced some financial stress. And 
so what some of the ideas that we have today are ways to help you so that you don't need to experience that financial stress in your life. And part of that is planning ahead. Maybe you don't know these things are important, but we're going to share some ideas with you about some of the important ways that you can plan ahead so that you 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 you're less likely to encounter financial stress. And Carla, I think it's also wonderful that you bring up that some of these lessons are things that were imprinted on us when we were kids. Like, I know we didn't have a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there were certain things that lessons that didn't come up when I was younger because we weren't in that position to Mm -hmm. make those decisions. But now that I'm older, it's like I had to sit there and go, well, how am I going to reframe my relationship Mm -hmm. with my finances and find the right tools and resources to try and make sure that I was positioned better, but also that my son is positioned better Mm -hmm. than I was. So you can make those changes. You can. It takes a conscious effort, though, because Mm -hmm. I think to your point, the way that we're raised and some of the experiences we have, that's our normal with money. And I think it's important to understand that. So if you find yourself in a place either of financial success or financial stress, you can you can get to where you're trying to get to, right? Right. You can make those changes if you are in a point of maybe feeling stressed. Like you said, it just takes a conscious effort because a lot of times the way we're raised or the way we are, we think it's normal to to handle money. That's the way we will continue to, right? Unless we make some changes. So it's, but it's possible too. And I think that's one of the neat things is that you, we can help people make right. some of those changes, even little by little, right. you know, and little by little. Right. And, and sometimes it's just a coach, someone right next to you that can coach you through and has years of experience that kind of can, can decide or help you through the pathway of mm-hmm. financial success or ways to plan for these unexpected down mm-hmm. the road. So, so monetarily and financially, what are some of the things that you suggest that people do so that when a speed bump might come up in their life, mm-hmm. at least it's not going to be compounded by the fact that they have some sort of financial insecurity. Right. right. And there are speed bumps and mm-hmm. there's pauses as okay. well. Right. We can pause our goals. Sometimes there's interrupters in our in our life. It could be health issues. It could be financial issues. It could be, you know, there's a lot of things that could come up in life and we all have them. It's what, what life is all about, right? Right. So one of the first things I know we, we all have ideas on this, but one of the first things is just to help people to become, do what you can to become debt free. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be debt free. Mm-hmm. Don't let debt hang over your head. And that, that is one of the f- most freeing experiences to just get that debt paid up. Your mortgage might be your last debt that you pay up, but even to work on that to be to be debt free, it's just a mm-hmm. freeing experience. It'll right. give you a lot more opportunities in life, a lot more options, a lot more freedoms in life to be able to do the things you want to do. But if you hit a speed bump or a roadblock too, it's one less area that you need right. to be focused on too financially. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. And one of the other pieces here, and, and again, these things you can work on together. It's not exclusive where you work on one and then you work on the other. The other piece that we talk about is three to six months of income. Put it aside. Put it in the savings. Put it somewhere. We have places where people can get a little higher rates of return than if they just put it in the bank or right in their checking account, which is basically zero. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, and but, honestly, too easy to get to. Right. That's like, <laughs> I like to say that I'm yeah. kind of disciplined and know all this stuff, but knowing right. that I have to at least move it 
It makes me think about right. it. You know, I'm like, you have to at least go and get the app and move it. Right. right. Do you need that? You know? <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. That's a right. good way. Of- I have some people that will do it at a, a absolutely totally different bank too, yes. because they know themselves too well, and that's even too easy right. Right. for them. They'll say, "I opened up an account at a different bank. I have to drive over there." Right. right. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it's like right. you. You sometimes just asking these questions help you know how you process things yep. and so if you know that you're you know if you don't know those one of those people that you can't have snacks in the house this is your version of you can't have snacks in the house <laughs> that's right that's no. so true yeah. but but in all honesty too and i i mentioned um to a few people that i was going to share a little bit too personally on some of this stuff because you know this is what we teach people about this is what i've been helping people with but just recently here in the last few weeks we went through our own um speed bump if you will um with one of our daughters and she is uh, just turned three and we found out that she was diagnosed with leukemia which no parent ever wants to hear right Um, and we kind of went through this roller coaster of i it almost felt like the emotional uh, equivalent of a loss right Right. when she's still here and she's still you know she's still around and she's good but she had been going through a, a period of 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 health things that we didn't know what was causing it and so finally right. it was there was a, a an element of relief to know that's what it was right. but then it really turns your life upside down too. right and thank you for sharing that and i i know how difficult it is when as a parent you're like okay i plan for this particular journey mm-hmm. and then to know that's you know i i understand your your sense of i now i can go well how do i navigate the next part of mm-hmm. this um uh journey mm-hmm. but to at least know what path you're on mm-hmm. was probably very helpful so to yeah. know that you go okay now we can just focus on our family and we can focus on our daughter well, well, and know, see what's going on i was gonna say you know what was neat about that right and i'm grandma mm-hmm. and and i we all had to deal with this but it was neat to see cassandra and mike be able to deal with it and not have to worry about financial stress right at mm-hmm. that time yep and and just deal with the medical issue Spend the time to pause for a minute, pause for a few weeks and and just deal with it and figure out what the best game plan is for their whole family. And that was really key. You know, you saw so many kids in the hospital that didn't necessarily have their parents there. Right. Or because the parents had, had to, to work. be working. They, had right. to work. they didn't. I mean, again, we 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 have a cushion, right? right. We have that emergency fund that we talk about. Yeah. And so we were able to take the I mean, my husband had he's had to take some not paid time off, right? right. Which right. we're okay. Thank God right. we're okay. You mm-hmm. know, we've got that cushion. Right. So it, it was a big deal to us and we were able to really then just focus on, like she said, yeah. focus on what do we need to do? What do, What's the best way to move forward here? Just to have that extra white space mm-hmm. to be right. able to think, think, make a decision, yes. and breathe. Think clearly and yes. breathe. Mm-hmm. That was part of it. You didn't like, breathe You, you can't first. breathe, right. right. Oh, so, I didn't eat for like four days. Understandable. Right. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it was. was. Just, and, and life can change in a second. Right. Mm-hmm. In one day, your whole life can be topsy-turvy. So... That financial peace of mind, even retirement money is accessible. Right. If you really need it, it's yep. there. So whether you put money in savings for a while, put money in retirement, put money in Roths, Roths are accessible as mm-hmm. well. 
all of those areas are funding monies that you can tap into if you need it. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a good reminder is yeah. that, you you know, we encourage you to not touch it. Right. But also understanding that life turns into life at yes. so many points. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can sit there and go, OK, maybe that wasn't the goal. But we can still use that and then reassess the goal and go, how do we get there together? Right. Mm -hmm. And there's no straight path to reach a goal. Right. There are turns and twists and mountains and hills. And and that's how you get there, though. It's the consistency of continuing that that discipline to be able to just continually the the people that are the disciplined every single month saving are the ones that really come out of these turns and twists with with. Of just a more secure and confident feeling. Mm-hmm. Cassandra, did you remember there being a point where like it actually flashing through your mind? Well, at least I don't have to worry about X. It, it's interesting. And I, it didn't hit me right away, right. but it hit me at one point. I remember being at the hospital. We were there 11 nights right. we were there for a while, but I remember thinking, realizing that I wasn't worried about the money right and it was just that realization and then i was so thankful and another thing that Mm we we carla and i had a conversation about recently is that i was so happy that that she has life insurance yes and and not because i hope something happened of course we don't want anything to happen i pray she comes through this she's fine but the bigger picture is the long game Right. That she does come through it. She's right. fine. She comes out the other side. The chemo, war, you know, the, right. everything is successful. But right. it is very unlikely she would qualify for life insurance for a right. long time. For a long time. Right. Or yeah. when she does, maybe it's going to be a lot more expensive. Right. So she's had permanent life insurance. All of our kids have permanent life insurance right. since they were babies. And it's very inexpensive. It I, is. I think people don't realize how inexpensive it is. But it is a key piece when you have children yeah. any age and to get that life insurance set up at it right now because it's so important. And well, you hope, you know, you hope that this is something right. that never, never happens right. or right. that a death of a child is something right. that never, never happens. Right. So, but to put those things in place that again, hedge against hopefully those things never happening. But again, like I said, I, I hope right. that it's not the worst case, that it's just she was able to have a policy that she has for the rest of her life. Right. But what I'll say, too, is that we, we used to see a lot more people that 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, they had these $10,000 whole life policies, right? You right. see a lot of people that their parents, parents or grandparents would set those up, and you don't see those as much anymore. Right. And I think fewer and fewer children have life insurance, but right. those people that had those you know, that their parents paid $5 right. a month or whatever it was at that time, all money accumulates inside of those. Yeah. So okay. again, on the outside chance that they need them, they're there, but hopefully they right. don't need them, but it still gives them a longer term benefit where there can be some money in there and either they take the money at some point and they can use it, or it's something that they can a lot of times take and leverage for a different policy if they're still healthy then down the right. road and insurable. So there's some greater benefits there, too, for kids when you even if you start, you know, a, a, some kind of policy when they're children, it can be really beneficial. But that is that's another thing that hit me as we're we're walking right. through the hospital. And I thought, I'm so thankful that she has this, that she'll be able to have it the rest of her life. She got a healthy bill of health at that time and right. she qualified for a really right. good rate. And she may never have that happen again. Right. Well, right. thank you You're so much in. for sharing that. I appreciate both of you letting mm-hmm. us have a window into what you're going on. And mm-hmm. we appreciate being able to share the journey with you. 
both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as a family, this is a lot that you have going on. And we're going to go to our final break of the day and then come back. And we have some more have some um, examples on how to <laughs> prepare for the unexpected. And life throws you some curveballs. Here from Clear Step Financial, Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zednick Cypher will be right back on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Reminding everybody that you can get a hold of our amazing experts at ClearStep Financial by going to their website, ClearStepFinancial.com. You can also set up a free consultation. You can get some questions answered for you and help prepare for the unexpected. If you want to be part of the show today, we still have time for you to call. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. I know the phones are ringing and our producer is very busy in there, but we're going to go to the phones right now. So Kelly, thank you very much for calling and your patience. So Kelly, what is your question for Cassandra and Carla? So I have some credit card debt that I'm trying to get out from under. Um, and it's just really hard with the interest rates. They, it's kind of like you, the more you dig, you just you kind of keep digging the hole uh, deeper. So I'm wondering, would it be a good idea to borrow against my 401k to pay off that high interest credit card debt? Um, because then essentially I'm paying myself the interest and um, I just want to know if that's detrimental to my 401k. So Kelly, this is Carla. So mm-hmm. just a couple things on, on, on the debt, the credit, whether it be credit card or car or student loan, uh, not so much student loan, but the other debts. So debt is something that was caused usually by habit, unless there was something that happened that you had to put money on a credit card, meaning that there was something, a life experience that, that was an emergency. And that's why we usually recommend the emergency fund. But usually we do not recommend to take money out of a 401k just because the habit of paying off debt will do you such good service in your life, that that habit, to, to pay off the debt and to be debt-free. And, and then if you take money out of your 401k, it doesn't have the ability to compound. So all of a sudden, you're, if you ever study the rule of 72, you lose the compounding effect of money. So it really is detrimental from a number of different ways. So what we usually recommend is pay it off, pay it off with maybe extra work, extra jobs, part-time, weekend, uh, whatever it is out there, just to do what you can to pay it off. If, or if, cut back, maybe if you can yeah. look at your uh, look at your budget, look at your what where, where money's going right now. A lot of times, people can do a combination of trying to skim back certain things for a time, and then, like Carla was saying, it's like a muscle, you know, getting yourself out of debt like that. And if you can do it instead of just shifting it, because you haven't gotten rid of the debt. If you pull the money out of your 401k, then you're in debt to yourself in the 401k, like she was saying. So if you can do your best, now there are maybe cert- there are certain circumstances where maybe it would make sense. And I think those are, you know, those are going to, it is situational, but I think overall in a general term, it can be most beneficial for you and your money habits and things to go through the process of paying it off and trying to be creative, trying to free up as much money as you can monthly to put towards it, trying to cut back on what you can and trying to get yourself to that point and then celebrate it. And you know what, Kelly? That is the harder route. The harder route is to change the habits and to pay it off that way by part-time job or whatever. That is the easier route is the 401k. So, but it will benefit you so great in your life if you can look for other ways to pay it off. 
Okay, thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thank good, you, luck. Kelly. good luck. Yes, Kelly. Good luck, Kelly. And so, Sonny, I know that we had another person that called in and they had a question that they wanted to ask anonymously. Can you go ahead and let us know what that question was, please? Uh, they wanted to know, is it better to buy a car with a home equity loan? Or a car loan? Yes. Yeah. So nowadays, it does not necessarily benefit people to take the home equity line of credit because of the standard deduction is 12000 500, I believe. So 12000 oh. per person. So your interest on your home and home equity, it doesn't benefit you from that regard. Uh, but I would recommend, of course, paying cash is the best thing. Saving, doing what you can to uh, let, let that car go a little bit more, maybe six months more. Try to try to squeak it out before you buy a car. I did right. that with my car. Yeah. <laughs> try to get as much out of it as I can before. Yeah, I oh my gosh! My How car. many miles did you have on it oh, when you traded it in? Yeah, I go. Well, I didn't. I gave or, it to I mean, my when dad. You, right when you, <laughs> but she just got a new car. But how many just, miles did you have? Uh, well, that one was two eighty, but usually I run them to five hundred thousand. Your last car mm-hmm. was yeah, yeah but two, that was kind two five hundred thousand yeah. miles. Yeah, I just run them. Um, but so what we would recommend then is if you can pay cash, but uh, then get the lowest loan rate that you possibly what can. What I would say is I've seen a lot of out there, though, you can get a lower car loan rate. A lot of times it depends on your credit, depends on things. But a lot of times I've seen lower car loans than home equity lines of credit. So I think it all factors in if that's the route you need to go. But like Carla said, if you can push it off a little while and have more of a down payment even, that could be more beneficial. And yeah. I think what you guys mentioned about how it is very freeing to get to that point, because I remember mm-hmm. there was one moment in my life where I had no car payment because right. I decided to keep my car. Like mm-hmm. I was for a while, I was one right. of those get a new lease every two years person. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I broke that cycle. Right. And then I finally paid off a car and then I paid off my student loans. Right. And it was two things that I'm like, Ooh. oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, two people People not calling me to not get those messages saying that I needed to send money right. was amazing. And yeah. so it did make me think differently when I did have to go and get another car. Because, again, I counted it as a have to. You know, mm-hmm. I had something happen to that car that was paid off. 